0: Thanks for hanging out or coming out to h- hear the podcast and w- watch the set uh, this week. My guest is Mr. Robert Long.
1: Woo-hoo. Hi. Uh,
0: we actually just met for the first time. O- o- yeah. Outside. Um, you're out in Bakersfield here, yep. here in California, um, and what you, were, you said your initial background was comedy sports. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But tell me again how you wound up. Cause I, I thought it was a very cool story, how you wound up getting back into long form uh, based on, the, on the, 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 a, a student
1: you had? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a high school teacher. I teach theater. So right. I have a BFA in theater and a master's in education. Uh, and I did comedy sports until 2000. And then I switched over to a long form sketch group. Uh, and we were together until 2006. And then I, I walked away from that group and went, I'm done. I'm going to focus on the teaching career. I'm not going to do any more improv. I'm finished. But my master's thesis was on using, the- using uh, improv and low-cost strategies in order to make your-, your theater program survive. So improv was a part of my curriculum and-, and the way that I taught theater. So I had a couple graduates in 2008 uh, come back to me and go, we'd like to continue doing improv, but we don't know how. Can you help us? And I said, sure, I'll do it one more time. Uh, but when the wheels come off this company, I- I'm done. But I never defined for myself what the wheels coming off the company was. And so I'm still doing
0: it. So here we are, seven years later, Yeah. still going on. And what's the company?
1: Well, the kids, the kids that graduated, who all live in L.A. now, um, they said, we want to call it the Comedy Improv Act. Uh, so I was like, okay, we'll keep the initial CIA, but I'm changing the name. So we call it the Center for Improv Advancement. All right, that's very that's very cool. Uh, and this is
0: out in Bakersfield. You mm-hmm. said something that. What does uh, BOC say about you being
1: out there out in the desert? Oh no, it's Nick Armstrong. Nick Armstrong. Uh, Armstrong calls me the Luke Skywalker of improv. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like, okay, that sentence by itself goes on the resume. Right. But the rest of Armstrong's quote is because you live in the desert and you've been hiding there your entire life.
0: Right. Why do you stay out
1: there? Is there a, uh You don't mind me asking? That is a very good question. Um I mean I uh, fear? <laughs> fear? Uh I don't know. I like being a big fish in a small pond. And so there's a certain amount of I mean, when I was a kid, I, I had community through improv uh, in the Bakersfield comedy sports team and then extended family through the larger comedy sports organization. And I, I I got into UCLA as an undergrad and then didn't go. So I went to Cal State Bakersfield instead just because it felt – I mean, anything I could tell you would be an excuse. I didn't want the 20, 30, 20s or 30s roles – That were out there. So I didn't want to come take a run at the acting industry. Right. But, I mean, really part of it is I I was comfortable where I I should back up. I was on my own at 17. All right. So the primary concern is survival. And so it was... And I still have some of that fear of the insecurity of the acting industry, not knowing what your paycheck's going to be or when it's going to come in versus I'm a teacher with a government job and I have tenure and they can't get rid of me. Right. So I, I can do what I need to do and they cut me a paycheck every month. And I'm actually in kind of a transition that I'm about, I'm considering jumping but that jump is to a college professor position, so I'd be tenure track again and have four years to, to, to get back into the same level of comfort. So Bakersfield is... People have been telling me for decades, you got to get out of Bakersfield. you got to go do other stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm cool exporting people and letting they, them go out and represent what we do to the rest of the world. Yeah, it really doesn't...
0: I barely know you at all. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, I, we've been talking for maybe... Forty minutes outside. Yeah. Uh, is it? It seems like maybe that's just not what you want. I mean, I, you seem very happy doing what you're doing. That's when, a good mask, isn't well, it? Yeah. Well, no, is, 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 is it a mask? I mean, you, you, the way you were describing what you're working on out there, you know, you're very, you're, you're into it. It's very interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, you're, a, you're a teacher by trade now. Art, do you think you're one by nature? I mean, do you want to be a
1: teacher? I've asked myself that question. Uh, my grandmother was a math teacher, an elementary school <clears throat> math teacher. Uh, and so there's, it's, it's in the blood to some degree. Uh, but it's kind of what I fell into and what I was comfortable with. And I, mean, I was teaching improv workshops at 18. And I've been a tenured teacher for about 15 years now. And then there was five years substituting after, after college. So I mean, it's just kind of that's what I know how to do. I can't say I was a real right. good improv teacher when I started, but, I mean, trial and error, just like our improv in Bakersfield, you work your way through the mistakes and you learn how to do it better.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I don't think anyone's a good improv teacher when they when they start. Sure. I think everyone has to go through that. That, that learning process is teaching is a, di- a completely different beast. Uh,
1: huh? I think everybody should teach improv, though, because as an <clears throat> educator, w- one of – one of my strongest tenets is the teacher is usually the person who's learning the most in the room because you have to take whatever it is you're teaching and deconstruct it down to its component elements so that you can explain it to somebody else. And in that kind of analysis – and pulling apart into different tasks, you gain a deeper understanding of the material that you're presenting. And then you have the blessing that other people will take the same material that you thought you understood inside and out and react to it completely differently and make you re-examine what you thought you knew.
0: I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those people. Sure. I, 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 I want robots. Yeah. Puke back what I say. Uh, <clears throat> no, I... I, I that is always great, and it's it's true of every individual that you try and express something to. I mean, it's a new reaction, and it changes how you how you, it changes in some way how you think about it. I can't put my finger on it now, just because it seems like it's like you're saying oh, I'm, I'm in Bakersfield, because I'm afraid, but but I'm also comfortable. Uh, I'm happy, but it's a mask. Uh, I just like uh, to
1: confuse people. All right,
0: that's, that's a that's a horrible horrible quality.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh no but i love i love being able to leave bakersfield i think everybody loves to be able to leave (laughs) bakersfield but i mean going going to a festival or going to io or going to orange county uh, and the folks at stages in fullerton i mean you walk in and it's it's family everywhere it's not just one theater one improv class it's it's you go somewhere else, and this is your extended family and that's that's what I love about having gotten back into improv that i that I got back the extended family that I lost when I left comedy sports in two thousand uh, so there is that secure home base that I like being a big fish in a small pond, but there's also that joy of being able to go out other places uh and see friends and family and show them what we're working on and and see what they're working on and enjoy camaraderie with people i haven't seen in a while.
0: Yeah, i think that that fear, you know, the the, the big fish and the in in the small is it? Well, it it I, I i understand it. Just in talking to you for the brief amount of time i have, you have some very interesting uh things to say both in the way you approach improvisation and the discipline which you bring to it. Uh, you, you'd you be a good-sized fish anywhere. Uh, so I think that... That goes on
1: the resume. Uh, rather right than <laughs> the Luke Skywalker of improv. No, I mean, people... Um, I hate name-dropping, but it's just because I'm so proud of the people that we've produced in Bakersfield. Jeff Lepine used to run the pit in New York. He did it for two years, and, and he was like, you got to get out of Bakersfield. You're why I have a career. Right. Wayne Swin, who directs the ISC, Improvise Shakespeare Company, who Patrick Stewart's a member of his company right. now. Oh, man. He's a Bakersfield guy. Right. Uh, Alex Marino, who runs The Magnet. I can't take credit for trading Alex Marino, but he runs The Magnet in New York. He he uh, writes for The Daily Show now. He's a Bakersfield guy.
0: You should, you should absolutely take credit for that. No. I take credit for Tina Fey, even though shh, <laughs> I, I, I taught her. I taught her, I think, In one class, the first year I was teaching, when I was a terrible teacher. So, I made her.
1: (laughs) Well, in Marino's case, I'd have to stretch even further, because he started doing comedy sports in Bakersfield while I was in Phoenix. So, Marino never took a single class from me. So, if I said, I trained Alex Marino, he'd be like, bullshit you did. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. Fuck that guy.
0: Then. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. That wouldn't be cool. Sorry. Uh, no, like uh, for one. Uh, tell me again about the comic book thing you're working on. Okay. Um. Largely, what I mean, because to me, it's like cause it, it, it's been an idea that's been played with before, but what yeah. I. But what, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But what I like what you guys are bringing to it is the discipline of having the whole back universe. Okay. Right. That I think comes from the discipline that you have in in, yeah. in your understanding of, of Shakespeare and in, in your in, 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 and probably in your teaching. Right. Because uh, t- talk about that. Cause that's, okay. That, that's uh, just cool stuff.
1: I'm a comic book guy. Right. I mean, one of the things I tell my students is if you ever want to try and drag me off track, get me talking about the business of comic book movies because it's <laughs> fascinating. The fact that Fox still owns the X-Men and they can't be used in the Marvel Universe so the Marvel folks uh, are focusing on the Inhumans because they can't even word the, use the word mutant in any of their work. A kid can get me off topic and talk about it for an hour. <laughs> that, that's how deep I am into comic books. Uh, and so... About six months ago, I started. We have a core company that does what we call the experiment, which is kind of a variation on Johnstone's Maestro. So we do uh, short form games uh, that then the audience judges whether they like it or not. And then after intermission, we do a long form to try and educate our audience in, in that style because it doesn't. Bakersfield's not real familiar with it. But in addition to that core company, because we have about 30, 35 people in it, we have to put up the A-listers or the B-listers in order to keep the quality of the show, but we need to give other people places to develop. So we create satellite teams to work around us. So one of the satellite teams, one of the ones I didn't tell you about, is we're working on a police procedural uh, a CSI-type thing that's, that's built around the Herald. Uh, with with the clue threads being your ABC scenes. And we haven't quite unlocked it, but we're close. And we're working All right. it. But along the same time, I went, I want to do a comic book on stage. And uh, Eric, Eric Danes, who's uh, one of my protégés, one of my current protégés, he said, I have an idea for a group, and I want to do a group called the Revengers. And I said, okay, I want to do an improvised comic book that would seem to match on a parody level. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we went through the list of the core company members and we went, okay, who knows comic books and knows improv? And there were four of us. So we got together and started workshopping. What would it take to put a comic book on stage? So we broke it down to there's a lot of scene painting in it. That's how we do our special effects. Uh, we will narrate the panels of the book. We will we will narrate uh, the text blocks that tell you who somebody is or where we've cut to. Um, and that alone to describe is, it in a sentence. That alone is a lot of discipline because to, to be able to narrate
0: what someone else is improvising yeah. on stage is a, is a task in
1: itself. That's so much fun. You think oh, you're yeah, using yeah. your powers and somebody comes in and uses a different application of your powers. Right. You're like, I didn't even think of that. Um, the way I describe it simply is it's a modified movie. Really? Oh, oh, I mean, okay. Yeah. Areas. So,
0: so I get that picture you're painting, and I can, I can see that. But what starts to get is you're, you're building a whole universe. Yeah. So people have to be consistent from week to week with yep. what has been said.
1: Yep. Whatever becomes true is codified. Uh-huh. It is true always. Yep. Uh, <laughs> people are gasping. Yeah. yeah. We, we made the commitment that we were going to build a canon. And what we wanted to do was build the core four members, because there's four of us, we wanted to build the core four members of the team and then do so it's a Secret Origins one through four, and then do Revengers number one. And we just did a Revengers number one last week. But we videotape everything so that everything uh, we videotape becomes back issue. So We actually wanted to find an artist who would then draw the book, because I encountered one in New York who was drawing the sets people did at the Pitts New York Improv Festival, and then giving people their their pages, uh, which is fascinating. Um, But I was like, if we took the video and turned it over to an artist, the artist could draw the book, and then we could give the book to people who came to the show and saw it. Which is a big, big undertaking. Fuck
0: that. Sell the book to people who came to the, sh- the show. No, no.
1: If you sat in the audience of that show, you get that issue oh, for okay. free. But then it becomes a back issue so that then we, we can charge for it or we can iTunes it. So if you get into it, you want to see where else the story goes oh, yeah, and you is, get each show for, for a buck.
0: That is just a great, great idea. Uh, I It's funny because it, it occurred to me while listening to you describe it, something that almost never occurs to me uh, I thought I want to see that.
1: Well, um, one of the things that fascinates me about it is most improv I watch doesn't translate to video. You right. tell somebody check out my improv on video, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh god, I gotta watch an improv set on video. Please no. Right. Um, we did an issue at the Red Rocks Improv Festival, and their video and sound setup it's it's fun to watch. If, if you went and searched Revengers Red Rocks," you'd find. Uh, the issue we did, it was a 20 minute set where we did an origin story for a character named Hazard. We never get his name into the episode, but we know that that's what his name was because of the, where the time was called. Right. And and it actually works on video. Everybody who's watched it on video said that that was entertaining. And so the back issues kind of work because of the scene painting and because of the angles and because you're narrating. I'm just thinking but that
0: universe is going to get bigger and bigger and that's bigger. That's what the Wikipedia is for. And then some guy is going to leave Bakersfield and you're gonna have to ha- get a new guy to play his stuff, and he's gonna have to memorize like an encyclopedia. No, we're already
1: ready for that. <laughs> One of the beauties of of the Avengers, which is what we're parodying, right, uh, is that, um, and they just did it in the movies. Is the entire team turns over an issue like eleven. That Thor and the Hulk and Iron Man all leave. And now Captain America's got the Falcon, Quicksilver, Scarlet, God rest his soul, uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, and that, that's actually in the comic book. So we can kill characters. We can bring in new actors. We're actually going to bring in two more people. We already know who who we're bringing in. Uh, and, and they don't have, one of the great things about comic book reality is if you screw it up too much, you reboot the whole universe. DC's done that like ten times. Crisis on, uh, crisis of Infinite Earths, and, and re-crisis, and Ultimate Crisis, right. and New 52. You just reboot the universe and retcon everything you've done.
0: Okay, I, I I feel that you are now potentially gonna too geeky. Yeah, what's funny to me is like you're going down that that hole now. Sorry. Uh, no, which is fine, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, it's a, a great idea. I really want to see it. Please keep <laughs> doing it, because I, I want it to be as big and as impossible as it can be.
1: Well, we found out last <clears throat> Friday why they're called the Revengers. Well, uh, the the supervillain in, in issue one, whose name is Pneumothorax, which is actually the technical term for a collapsed lung, mm-hmm. uh, he can change into gases. Uh, he killed J.K. Rowling. And one of the main characters... Yeah, yeah, this is what we improvised. Uh, the main character... One of the main characters... Eric is really into Harry Potter. So he carried that love over to his character. And then when it was broken to him, J.K. Rowling's dead. He was like, no. Like, we'll get revenge for it. And that's where the name came from. But we haven't known that for like seven months.
0: Wow. All right. So, yes. Listening to this, one might say, well, here's just a huge comic book nerd. Yeah. Right? Uh but and you'd be right. But at the same time, you're an accomplished Shakespearean actor. Thank you. You said you've done how many?
1: About, uh, I have experience either acting or directing uh, about half the canon. So it's about 20. So, um, so that's just amazing. Yeah. Back in April, I did uh, Sir Toby Belch in um, Twelfth Night. And uh, and I won't say the name of a Scottish play, but in 2007, I did the lead in a Scottish play. And both of those were very Why well can't you received. say the name is
0: God's play? You want me to curse your theater? Well why can't you say the name is God's
1: play? <laughs> <laughs> Macbeth.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: You're welcome.
0: <laughs> this theater's been cursed. For yeah,
1: so a long I mean when time. I was nineteen I played Laertes and Hamlet.
0: Uh so I mean but that's just that's um that alone would be an amazing accomplishment. Uh and this you have you know you have that, you, you have you have your degrees, you have all all, all your years of teaching. Yeah. Uh you're working on new stuff, because as far as I'm concerned, what you're doing, the extent to which you're doing this comic book idea is new. Uh it's like and just the juxtaposition of like the, the silliness of, of of improv, uh the, the the completely different art form that improv is on one end, right. versus the discipline of uh, Shakespeare and theater.
1: And that's my theory as an acting teacher, that if I can teach an actor to get both improv and Shakespeare, those are the extremes. And that everything else you can do as an actor falls somewhere between those two. So if you can get the spontaneity and the reaction and the play of the moment and, and the be blank and be in the be in the character versus the research and the discipline and the planning and the scansion and, and, and the dramaturgy and all that, if you can get both of those, everything else is cake in between.
0: If, that's interesting because the way I look at it is actually uh, the, the play... Of improv is on stage in shows, mm. but the the improvement, the study, the process right. is actually a lot of research and thinking yeah. and, and and analysis yeah. off stage. Uh, so I just I just I, I see someone with a, a mind as disciplined as yours able to really be able to convey that to to students. But basically saying, look, if you here's how it works with Shakespeare, right. Right? And it probably works in a similar way for improv. It's like you, in, to be able to read or to recite Shakespeare in a way that sounds like it's a person saying it rather than just landing on all the rhymes, uh, to be able to, that takes discipline. Yeah,
1: right? we were talking outside about it. there are just different types of puzzles, the different types of acting problems and how you do it. I mean, everybody's been asked, how do you rehearse improv? I got to go to improv rehearsal. You rehearse improv? What? And, and I always take it over to basketball. Uh, you practice yeah you practice you run drills yeah but then in the game you're in the moment you're making it up and you're falling back on the skills you've rehearsed that are hopefully entrenched in you Shakespeare does that improv does that I mean it's all rehearsing a skill set that you then apply in performance
0: right but not a lot of people bring to bear on that idea the discipline that you have accomplished uh which to me is one of the one of the reasons i would see you as being as, again a good sized fish in any pond uh, i don't I, I don't i don't see that a lot uh, you also we were talking a bit about uh about poetry yes uh cause i i grew up with one I of the things i think i've said it before in the podcast my mom used to pay me to memorize poems when i was i was, I was a kid so I, I just love i think the the sound of it is wonderful uh Sometimes I'd rather, you know, he, just my mom gave me a great book called "Poems to Read Aloud," because basically they're just they're they're fun to read. They're also very orally pleasing,
1: right?
0: Uh, when you hear them, uh, and sometimes like that's better than music to me, uh, to hear you know rhythm. Yeah. yeah, just to hear the it's like as fun as 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 beat to death as this poem probably is. The sounds of the raven, just.
1: Oh no man most people miss The Raven I mean once upon a midnight dreary Oh this, the this, Raven is a twisted fairy tale
0: Yeah but it's the, the sound of it I yeah. could I could listen to that though know, like 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 a lullaby like a creepy lullaby yeah. Uh the silken sad uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me filled me I was like oh
1: god yeah just yeah. A, a, Love it's, me some Poe
0: Yeah uh, so to become more like him we just need to shoot ourselves full of heroin,
1: and oh, go insane. <laughs> uh, I used to love to improvise poetry. Actually, I'd take a I'd take an author and and then try to do something in their style. I've got a Sylvia Plath poem about Legos. I uh, got waffles, not Legos. I waffles. It's online somewhere. Just because I like to do I like the poetry, but I started getting stuff that I wasn't as familiar with, and I'd screw it up too often, and I wasn't happy with it. So. I moved away from
0: that. It's funny because I, I see I was listening to – I almost never listened to the radio. Like I was never a radio person. Uh, I was I was actually – I've never really been a big music person, which is kind of s- screwed in a way. I mean, I've, I, I definitely – there's musicians and music I like and love. Uh, but I was never like someone who I, oh, I got to go listen to some music. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I was more like, no, I got to go sit and
1: brood yep. somewhere. Yeah. Uh,
0: <clears throat> But I was listening. I, I, <laughs> I
1: gotta go sit and brood.
0: Yeah, but I was—I I listened to the radio now because my eight-year-old daughter wants to hear the radio on the way to and from school. Radio so, Disney. Yes, no, no, it's it's whatever station is sort of Taylor Swifty or whatever. Okay. Uh, I don't know what else to describe it. But there, it, it's actually a variety of more contemporary music. But then there, there, there was some some rap on there. I, I don't know the name of the song, but I was listening to the rap, and I was just like, okay. "This is." I started, it became pleasurable as far as like just the, I was hearing, you know, the rhythm of the rap, uh, and rap music for, you know, for a while, I was like, yeah, fuck rap music. (laughs) Uh, but then I was just like, as you do, (laughs) but then I was like, yeah, I was was like, oh, wow, this is actually, now it's becoming, it's accomplished rhythmically. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's almost a feat, uh. To pull so my, off these. My son's a
1: rapper. My son wants he's 17. He wants to be a rapper. He's also a spoken word artist. But he's into guys that speed rap. Uh he likes machine gun Kelly. And we discovered uh, George Watsky together through the epic rap battles of history, oddly enough. Have you ever listened to them?
0: I've listened to a couple.
1: Yeah. The, oh, those guys are brilliant. Those guys are That was a great so idea. Good. That, was, oh, that yeah. was just a great idea. It's one of those you go, oh, I wish I'd had that idea. <laughs> but the Dr. Seuss versus Shakespeare one, Watsky plays Shakespeare. And I'm telling you, if, you, if you're into poetry... Watsky does the first verse, and there's also a Poe King one where he plays Poe. Uh, he does the first verse in iambic pentameter. And then Nice Peter does the first Dr. Seuss, which is clearly better. The Cat in the Hat is clearly better than the Shakespeare iambic pentameter. And then it cuts back, and, and Shakespeare's second verse, Watsky speed wraps. And the gag, the gag at the end of the second verse is that both Cat in the Hat and Dr. Seuss are just standing there agape with their mouths hanging open. And the <laughs> second verse starts, you rap fast. You do. Oh, you rap fast. It's true. Now let's see how you rap versus things one and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just so true to the form. And, and, and yeah, there's some really good speed rap out there. My, my son could direct you to all sorts of it.
0: That's probably what I was listening to. Uh, like though uh, there's some rap out there that is way too just like, <laughs> na <"Dip-a-joon-ba-na."> na. Uh,
1: <laughs> I heard that. That's song. it. I just nailed
0: all the rap with yeah, that. No, but you know this. The, the rhymes are, are are obvious and and yeah. and more so like it's often like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but then I've heard some speed rapper. I'm just like wow, that's just that is just fun to listen to. Yeah. Uh, it would probably be fun just to learn the song, to just to do it, like a verbal exercise. I just gave, yeah,
1: yeah, it's a tongue twister kind of thing. I gave up. Waski goes too fast for me.
0: I was listening, going, when is he breathing? When is this fucking yeah. guy breathing? Because that can be, I, I, mean, I do some voiceover work, and sometimes you, you get a long paragraph, and you realize, I can't breathe. Like I, I mean, I'm not supposed to breathe until I'm done with this paragraph, because right. I'm on a mic that will pick it up. And I'm listening to this guy going, this is song three minutes long and I haven't heard him stop talking. So he must be hiding his breaths in there somehow. Uh, which again is a feat. I was also, I, mean, uh, this, I was I catch some stuff on, uh, on the interwebs. Um, the guys who do the beatbox stuff. Yeah. And beatboxing has become insane. Uh-huh. As far as what people can accomplish with their fucking heads. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's just i'm just i I, lived, I was like that's that's amazing i would love to to do that i, I remember when it started it was basically and here's another yeah. here's another rap Stop summary it was Stop. basically <laughs> 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 yes and that, that, that was beat박 yeah uh
1: but now it's just it's fucking insane what they're yep. doing uh and yeah, my son's into the beatboxing too and i listen to him trying and he's like i can't do it as well as Butterscotch can. Butterscotch was on like America's Got Talent or something like that. Right. And they they make keyboard sounds and trumpet sounds and, and uh, drum kit sounds and, and yeah, it's it's an amazing skill. I wish I could find one to back up my uh, the musical improv troupe I have. All right, that'd be cool to find somebody who can beatbox who could actually back up a musical improv troupe.
0: I'm exact. I saw that you catch that thing on the internet. It was uh, what's the guy's name? Motormouth. I'll take your word on that one. Is, it, is, it, is he the old schooler guy who did all the sound effects in Police Academy? Oh, uh, Wilson Michael Winslow, Winslow. Michael, Winslow, Michael
1: Winslow.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it was him on some talk show doing uh, like a like a Led Zeppelin song or something like with the guitarist from Led Zeppelin. Am I right, Dad? I haven't
1: seen that one. But sure.
0: It was it was just <laughs> ridiculous. He basically he did a classic metal song yeah. on his fucking mouth. <laughs> And it sounded amazing. I will be playing my mouth. Yes. And I was like, yeah. You play the guitar. I'll do the rest of the fucking band on my mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck that guy. All right. Uh, all right. Any questions out there? Yes, sir. Uh,
1: I just want to say I am also a fan of following the comic book movie business. Sweet. And, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I just wanted to share that. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Sony uh, sharing Spider-Man with, uh, with uh, Marvel? Thank God. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated because we've, we've had Tobey Maguire, we've had Andrew Garfield, and they're actually based on two different books. Um, Tobey Maguire is based on the 60s ones, and Andrew Garfield is based on Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, but now that Marvel has control, Tom Holland is this skinny little guy. And you look at it and go, oh, my God, they're actually going to do 15-year-old Peter Parker. And they don't care. I mean, they have such faith in the character that that's a casting choice that a lot of people aren't brave enough to make, you know. Because you want somebody who's, who's got that look. And Tobin, as much as Tobin and and Andrew Garfield have that look, Tom Holland's a skinny little British kid. He's British, right? I, don't have I think idea. he's British. But, but you look at him and you go, oh, my God, that guy's going to be Spider-Man. But Marvel has done such a great job with casting, even when you go, is that casting going to work? Yeah. That they could tell me anybody was cast as anything, and I'd go, okay, I will trust you at this point. <laughs> you you got that, man. I, I will I will see what you're going to do with that. You've earned my trust. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, right there. Uh,
1: what do you tell your students before they're about to perform? What do I tell my students? Uh... My high school students or my professional students? I it's really like, kind of the same advice. It's, of, yeah, just like what's your little talk? Right? It's like have fun, kick ass, take names, you know? I mean, the most important thing is that they go out and have a good time. In the high school, we have to make sure that they don't uh, cross the line. So we use the comedy sports brown bag uh, to shut them down if they get too blue. But really, it's it's, it's the same kind of coaching you give to any improv student. It's... Let loose, it's, it's go, it's, it's I got your back, it's trust your partner, it's, it's and when you get to the performance, I don't really tell them much before the show, it's hey, let's go warm up, um, get your energy up, make sure you're in tune with each other, see so if you can get some group mind going, and, and I usually don't even say that, I trust them to do it, because if, if the training process is good enough, they're those people that they need to be when they get to the show, and so, so they do it inherently. So usually my advice is, is you know, my coaching is just kick ass, take names, have fun.
0: I usually just say, I'm already disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Everything you will do tonight is terrible. There's nothing you can
1: do to change my mind. Anything else? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I had a question for you about Blaine. Uh, one quick tidbit. He was my first improv teacher ever in, yeah? in Second City. Brilliant, uh, isn't he? He's yeah. one of those guys that has it.
1: He's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. How, what was you, did you guys play together? Have you done, would, would you ever consider doing the improvised Shakespeare company? Oh God. Like oh God. Oh
1: God. I can talk for like half an hour. Yeah. Um, I met Blaine as part of uh, Comedy Sports High School League. He went to Stockdale High School. Um, and the thing is, Mer- Alex Marino is quoted as saying, you can get better training than you'll get in Bakersfield, but Bakersfield will make you hungry for it. So basically the way I look at my role in it is to give them basics and to get to light the fire. Uh, Blaine is a kid, when he was a kid, he's one of those people that has it. And he's always had it. He was, he was the music man. Uh, he was the lead in the music man at Stockdale. And you could see he had whatever it is that we're all trying to have that makes somebody go, I need you to carry that charisma on screen so I can pay you a million dollars. you know, um, Blaine, oddly enough, I have a VHS tape somewhere uh, because in the mid-90s, we're talking about this outside too, Um, Once you learn the formats of the comedy sports games, you want to see what else you can do with it. I look at the games as like Legos that you then stick together and go, oh, okay, I can make something bigger. Um, And so we all started the league as a whole started looking at, well, what else can I do in the mid 90s? And I have a VHS tape somewhere of us in Bakersfield trying out long form Shakespeare that Blaine has a tiny little role in um would, would i consider doing the isc at this point uh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean but but uh, blaine blaine blaine's a busy guy <laughs> <and Blaine. laughs> no man i i i would <sighs> blaine's so brilliant you just stand back and you go god he's uh, he's got it just watch him run and i just i love being able to talk about him just cuz we're so proud of everything that he's done You know, I mean, you have Bakersfield's the launching pad where where people have to fight for it. We actually have, I did another podcast where somebody asked me, is everybody from Bakersfield? Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, a lot of us are. It's kind of like.
0: I grew up in Bakersfield. There
1: you go. (laughs) Not true at all. That's not true (laughs) at all. (laughs) It's like it makes you hungry for it, but then you have to get out to somewhere that appreciates it. Like Compared to New Jersey. There's a whole lot of talent in New Jersey. But then you have to leave and go somewhere else to actually do something with yeah. it. So Marino at The Magnet, uh, Lapine at The Pit, uh, Michael Lewis at Empire Comedy in Reno, um, Blaine. And, and, and there's just there's tons of people that just get out. And then when we come together, every once in a while you'll see Bakersfield on somebody's marquee. And it's just people from Bakersfield that like, let's get together and do a show. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, Blaine. I'd love to do I- ISC, but I'd never ask Blaine to be involved. You know, he's—it's just—it's a—he's
0: just a man.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, at some point, it's the kung fu thing of what the, one man can do, another can do. You know? <laughs> the grasshopper takes the pebble, and moves on, and Blaine left us behind long ago. I mean, that—that's twenty years almost. Like uh, you talked to Derek Mears, like a couple weeks ago, right? Do mm-hmm. um, you know Derek? No, I don't. Uh, Derek's in the Resistance over at Comedy Sports. Uh, tall, ball guy played uh, Jason Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth remake. He's in all four Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Derek's from Bakersfield, but he left Bakersfield twenty years ago, and so he got his start five years in Bakersfield. Moved to L.A. and we're just where you started. Where where you got the fire? Where where you got hungry? And you've gone on to other things. You yeah, but don't
0: forget those people, or at least I feel like, for me, there's, there's like four or five people when I came out here. I moved out here at 18, and like they, those are like my, my, my parents out here. There's people that totally took care of me. And I feel like they would, they would be super proud, or they'd be, they'd be excited to reach back out and and give a, give a hand and help out. So how hungry are you? You've been in Bakerfield for. Bakersfield for a long time. You know, I, I Bakersfield's love Bakersfield's
1: supposed to make you hungry, I, and I'm I'm hungry. I love what I do, but I mean, right now, if I were to define my career path, it's at college professorialship. I just learned to write grants, so I'm actually going to move that direction, mostly helping the improv community find more money. Um, and um, I love doing the Revengers. And I love doing, I have a two-man with with Eric Daines that I love doing, and I have a group called To Be Determined, which is my favorite improv name ever. Um, And we're actually studying screenwriting. So we're looking into Robert McKee's story and Sid Field's screenwriting handbook, and we're actually reading Save the Cat as a group so that we can see if we can infuse those skills into our training so that when we hit the stage, we're using screenwriting techniques in our improv. Um, so the work that I'm doing is so, so big that, I mean, if Blaine said, hey, Rob, you want to come play sh- uh, improv Shakespeare? I'd go, yeah, you're going to have to show me the skills it takes to, because br- they do, well, I don't want to, Blaine's got his, his structure. They'd have to spend some time workshopping with me, but, but I, I love what we do. You know, I mean, and, and he's doing his thing and we're doing our thing and it, it's kind of great the way it is. Right. I'm a big proponent of, of of teams and group. I mean, if you look at the state, the state came up through the industry over the last 25 years sticking together and supporting each other. So in a way, I completely agree with what you're saying. But it takes that growth together, you know, staying together, staying tight-knit. Uh, as you grow together so you can support each other's projects. And I have that group now, and Blaine has that group now, and Derek has that group now, that our relationship to each other is tangential, kind of.
0: I taught Tommy Lennon. <laughs> Did you? No, but I know him. Okay. <laughs> and he says, I'm lying. <laughs> He's right. Uh, all right. Uh that's great. Uh, th- thank you so much for coming out and, and, and doing this. Oh, I'm so excited uh, and honored I, to be part of this. I, I really think that everything you're saying and everything you bring to the table would make you, again, for the third time, make you a good-sized fish in any pond.
1: Well, Nick took me out to Utah <laughs> to teach uh, improv Shakespeare, to trippingly on the Tongue, and that was a blast. So I'm trying to expand my practice. So, in 90
0: minutes. It's funny because you're in Bakersfield. It's a small pond. It's 90 minutes outside of Los Angeles. Right, right. It's not like you're in the middle of the desert somewhere or in the middle of Montana. It's like you can get into a car and be in the big pond and, 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 anytime
1: you want. And that's what I'm trying to do. But Bakersfield is a decent place to base that then I can jump to. Well, you know, welcome really to the
0: big pond. <laughs> give me a call. I,
1: I'm happy to swim.
0: Oh, anytime you want to bring that, that show you're describing I'm down sure. here, yeah, bring it down. We can put it up here anytime yeah, you want. Do that.
1: All right. All right, we well, got we y'all got a booking in LA.